This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. I'm Lauren Lapkus. Oh boy, we finished. This is oh our 20th episode. My God. We, we did are, it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> we don't have to watch Lord of the Rings anymore. Honestly, we that did was it. my favorite thing from the election. That's my favorite we thing, We did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it, Joe. It's so You're going to be the next president of the United <laughs> States. I'm so happy because we are finished with yes. working our way through exploring the yes. Lord of the Rings franchise for the first time. Ugh. It's now behind us. We've watched yes. the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and Hobbit trilogy. We watched the Tolkien biopic, of course. We've watched the animation trilogy, yes. the fan film, the video yep. game, done lots of fan fiction, yes. seen lots of memes, played our so first much. ever Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We dug into some fan theories and yes. argued against them because now we're that <laughs> informed. And you we did. watched. I just nodded silently. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. And we watched the American Dad parody last week with Rachel McFarlane, which was really fun. Um, but for our final episode, we went old school again again and oh listened boy. to a chapter from the 1981 BBC radio drama adaptation of Lord of the Rings. Yes. We listened to the first of 13 hour long chapters. Now, thank Ugh. God we were given the assignment of one hour because well, I, I don't. Lauren, if we had to listen to the whole thing, I wouldn't be here. I would have yeah. jumped out of a fucking window. Yeah. It would oh. be over. It would be over. So... There, the adaptation, if you're interested, it can be found as a 13 CD box set. Godspeed, if you want that. And <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Wait, we couldn't find a place for people to download? We're telling people to go get a 13 CD box set? <laughs> Is this 2003? I don't know. I don't know. And so, okay, well, obviously there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. And before we dive in... Let's just jump back to last week a little bit. We had we had fun watching American yes. Dad. That was an easy assignment. I mean, we got to watch very, an episode of American easy. Dad. Half hour, 
quick and dirty. It was a B storyline that focused on Lord of the yeah. Rings. It was lovely. I we had got a all great the jokes. Time. We mm-hmm. had fun. And Rachel was a really great guest and um, was happy to deviate and talk about American Girl dolls for <laughs> long stretches, which we love. But, but we're not going to do a season of American Girl Dolls because that would ruin it. We can't. We can't. I don't want to get so indoctrined in it that like it makes me upset. We, the You know, like we love it. We love it. And when we we kind of accidentally started talking about it and found that we just had so much joy talking about it. But you know that if we had to then watch like the movies they mm-hmm. made or like read like all the weird things, we would start to really hate it because it's for eight year olds. And I mean, that's that's the <laughs> yeah, beauty of we're it. Grown ass women who are very mature. <laughs> we want to watch Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. I really want to. I, I, I'm going to make an argument for this. We'll see what happens. But OK, we are very excited for our guests today. Our guest today is is one of the best people. And not only is he running around town dropping off cookies like the best delivery person <laughs> I've ever met in my entire life, but he's a comedian, writer, podcast producer. He's the host and producer of the podcast Good Christian Fun, The Gilmore Guys, The Maisel Goys, and Inside Voices. It's Kevin T. Porter. We did it, Joe. We did it. I would love if she was calling to tell Joe Biden that, like, we finished the, you know, marathon we were watching last night of Lord of the Rings, if that's what the call was actually about. That that's been actually cool. what it was. And they just kind of recontextualized it to make it kind of viral. They've but... never watched a movie together in their life, and they never will. Do you think that's true? I mean, yeah, yes. I guess. Why would they watch yeah. a movie? There's in, too in much. What scenario? Area. They're not like going to premieres. I guess I just wanted to believe well, they were friends. But maybe like, it was like a bonding exercise when he picked her for VP. He was like, we should like get together and watch uh, The Matrix. Let's watch the Westerns. No, he's not watching The Matrix. He hasn't seen a movie made after the year 1982. <laughs> oh my God. I think you might be right. I think I'm right. And if he has, he fell asleep halfway through. Aw, that's his right. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Sleepy Joe, our new president. SJ. Oh, I get him in there. Wait. Let him take a snoozy on the Oval Office desk. We're, we're so close. We're so close. We're so, 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 we're so, so edging close. right on it's, the edge. Honestly, this is the longest election that followed the longest year. Yeah. I guess 2021 is going to be just as long as 2020. It's, oh my God, it's only day five. I mean, it feels like we're already in March and we're not. I truly was like, I got to take down the Christmas tree now. And I feel sad about that. But I also feel like I have to push myself into like the new, you know what I mean? Like I was really enjoying like just not doing anything and laying on the couch all the time in the holiday season and just being Mm -hmm. like, no one can email me. I don't have to write back. And now (laughs) it's like we're back to reality and I just need the tree to go, you know? Yeah, my tree's still up. I think it's an expectations game. I think just don't say it's your year and make very low bar goals. I've already claimed it. This is my year. <laughs> you already claimed. Oh no! <laughs> what does that I, mean? Well, I, it is your year. I mean, some you had a good year. I think that's that's one of the you know things to reflect on as well. Everything is horrible. There were still some highlights and some nice things yeah. that happened, and we didn't get to have all the normal you know life experiences that we expected to have. But it wasn't all the worst. I was thinking about this. Like, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Um, I was just talking to my dad about. You know, he was asking like if my friends were doing okay with all this. And I mean, of course, everyone shout out his social media handles just so you give him some shit. <laughs> He's at Bean Dad. Uh- <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, did you ever figure it out? <laughs> no, and I'm starving. 
But he he was just asking that. And I was like, well, of course, everyone's like depressed on some level. We're all very frustrated. But I do feel like with creative people, there's this ability to kind of just keep going because our lives are so unpredictable already with mm-hmm. with not with jobs and what your expectations are with what's going to happen on any given day that like I feel like a lot of my friends are able to kind of just go, this sucks, but I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to mm-hmm. try to connect with people. I'm still going to make the most of this even though it's horrible. And I don't mean to downplay any of the bad stuff. I'm just saying like mentally without going completely insane, it feels like there's like a, there's some ability within people we know at least to kind of keep going. I I agree with that. I think I've been really surprised in a good way by friends of mine's adaptability to the situation that life in 2020 didn't feel like a story about how much everything sucks but it was just like oh okay how do i like navigating an obstacle course in a way and figuring out creative ways to help like friends of mine who like demi a eBay doing all that wonderful stuff for charity with the september yes. videos and mm-hmm. things like that they're just like so cool and inspiring to see i was really yeah. proud of like people like that in my life i agree yeah. i have a lot of friends doing a lot of volunteer stuff and i'm like ooh. This is great. This is nice. And I've been giving money because I'm not good at like organizing or um, executing or. um... (laughs) Yeah, that's more of my route, too, because I feel I'm like, well, that's still something I get. I get more overwhelmed at the idea of trying to, like, put something together and do Mm -hmm. a whole thing. But um, but it's been very cool seeing people do that. And even just like doing comedy shows and being able to donate parts of the like portions Mm -hmm. of the proceeds and finding ways to like make this um, and even, even just finding ways to perform online has been interesting, but mm-hmm. you know. And that's why we're here to petition the Tolkien estate to give all yes. proceeds in the next decade to a food bank in Los Angeles. Like we all did. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the state has so much money. They probably should. They could. Not? No skin they, off they, they could probably fix everything. Yeah. It's wild that like, I don't know like 20 people in this world could just fix it. That's the part that really makes me feel insane. Like, wait, you actually have enough money to end world hunger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you just like choose every day to go, mm, not today. No, thank you. <laughs> not <today>. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> not yet. Well, what was it? You guys probably talked about this a little bit last season. George Lucas, when they bought Star Wars from him, from, uh, Disney bought it. He gave all the money to charity. He could have gotten oh, more. We didn't yes. know that. Wait, I, did we? Someone did tell us this at some point. Yeah, they yeah. bought it from him from like four bill or something. It was like, it was bills. It was Kill uh-huh. Bills, wow. volumes one and two. And he gave it all away, which of course he could. Which Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, stuff like four that. billion? He gave four billion away? Yeah, he, well, the, whatever the figure was, he gave it all away. He didn't how, take any for Where himself. did it go? To who? To, uh, friends and family, like George Clooney style. <laughs> I give a Richard Kind a million dollars. Who did he give that money to? Friends. He said he gave a million untaxable dollars to friends of his. Which to is like so twenty different friends. Crazy. Like, what are the odds? You're like, I met George Clooney in high school, and we stayed friends, and he gave me a million dollars. I mean, that's awesome. That that's would be the so coolest nice. day ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no bad stories that I know. Okay, if a friend of yours gave you a million dollars untaxed, what would you spend it on? Oh, property. <clears throat> hmm Yeah, the, yeah, it would yeah. be... It'd be a quarter of a house I would own in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. <laughs> a I quarter think I would of a do payment. a third into a house, a third into investments, and a third to a vacation and give my sister some money because, you know, she she needs some. 
She's so nice and quiet. Okay, I guess I'll give it to other people too. All right, let's shout out her social <laughs> handles now too. We're she doing doesn't all have of our any. Family. Really? So is she My happy? My sister's not on the She's internet. Being I think sister. She is. She is a happy lady. Oh. She's little. She loves Jesus. She's not on the internet. That's she, little loves Jesus, not on the internet. The holy trinity of happiness. <laughs> Do you feel like if you weren't on the internet, you would be sad you missed out on like being dad examples? Like, you know what I mean? Like things like just weird. I'd be so <laughs> sad about missing out on being dad. No, Lauren, I, I can't imagine a world like that. I'm sort of serious though. Like I'm sort of like, I feel like I, I like knowing all this dumb shit. But well, I, are you on Facebook? Yeah. No. Nope. Me either. And I don't miss it. That's true. I do not miss that. You don't miss that, but like the meme, meme culture, I think is. I funny. do love like, memes. Like wife guy, I love my curvy wife, Cliff right. wife. Oh, man, things that, like that made me laugh so hard. He has continued. There's a video. Have you seen the video? Which no. one? No. He made a music video about liking women who are curvy. Music. It's bad, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And we're putting that in the show notes today and all proceeds from today's episodes mm-hmm, go to mm-hmm. Curvy Wife, guys. Absolutely. Yes. That's what we're Just always... like no direction with the charity. It's just going to whoever we name in the conversation. <laughs> whoever oh. comes up, Nicole's sister, Lauren's dad, wife guy, curvy wife guy, bean dad. We're all giving it I'm away. I'm fine with that except the bean dad. Um, bean dad who is a podcaster. So, you know, he in is? our industry. Mm-hmm. I didn't explore his uh, resume. Me much. either. I well, just read well, the tweets and I was like, this man's unhinged. The interesting thing about the resume is that his co-host is Ken Jennings, the Jeopardy guy. <gasps> and yeah. they've, they've, ho- they've co-hosted a podcast for a long time. Wow. And Ken Jennings' defense of him may mean trouble in the future for like, if Jennings might host Jeopardy one day, it's all it's all very interesting. Who knows what's going to happen? But then, but then that's an argument for all of us deleting Twitter. Like <laughs> everything is up for debate at any point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, and I'm not I'm not railing against cancel culture. I'm I saying, you are, Lauren. Oh, I'm on. sorry. Is that Lauren Lafkiss or Mrs. Wow. Bean? Wow. <laughs> that's actually a question people have had before. <laughs> but I feel like it's it's just like. Why do we even uh, allow for this to be a thing where we can all just like lose your life because of it? It's like it's all crazy. Like it's a like crazy. Yes. Like we, if what if you just never typed on there and then you were bad and then you're. I mean, it's a kind of it's like a world where like we didn't know what was going to happen with Twitter and now it's like this free for all. Yeah, I mean, it is curious though that like younger people don't understand that if you post something on the internet, it's there forever. Like, we, we didn't this, know that. We didn't know that. Or like it wasn't a thought in our heads. But like kids now who post this wild shit, like there's this white girl who said the N-word and everyone's like, she was singing along, but there was music in the background. And it was a hard R. It was really wild. But yeah. like. No, that wasn't then, a white girl, Nicole. That was uh, actress Gina Rodriguez. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the line she picked was wild. And then she just like kind of was like, I did it. Gina, Ew. Uh, Gina. That one, nice. <laughs> oh no, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't know about this. <laughs> but like some kid in her school released the video as soon as she got accepted from college. And then I think she got rejected oh, from that college. And I was like, I yes, my king, do it. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, that is good in a sense. I mean, this is why I'm, I'm not saying I'm against cancel culture, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's like, this lives forever. All of this stuff goes up forever. It, it 
that's a little different because he took a video of someone else and then posted it. It wasn't on her social media. No, no, it was on her social media. Oh, it was okay, social okay. Media, though. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's like yeah. taking ownership of that. So she posted it. I guess he screen grabbed it and then was like, here you go, world. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Which is something Samwise Gamgee would never do to Frodo if Frodo said the N word. <laughs> wow, a song. Kevin, what a segue back to the thing we don't want to talk about. Wow, I know. We have, I actually okay. don't mean to segue. No, in we do okay. need to. We need to. Kevin, how did you get into Lord of the Rings? How did you become a fan of the franchise? First of all, as <laughs> as the guest of your finale, I just want to congratulate you both on a long, hard fought run this season. It has not Thank been you. easy. Thank you. You're clearly losing your minds. This is the final <laughs> meltdown of 20 episodes and two seasons in a row getting into something that you have ambivalent to negative feelings about, which can't be easy. <laughs> Most of the time, the 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 um, premise of these podcasts is it's something we kind of like, like Doughboy's doing fast food. And then like, oh, we hate fast food now because we have to eat it. In both these cases, it's something that you don't give a shit at yeah. all about yeah. and continue to deeply not give a shit about. So yeah. congrats on making uh, wine out of water in this sense. Thank and creating you. A fun, We're two little podcast. Jesuses. <laughs> I know. Just like your little sister. Yes. I, What's the plural of Jesus? Is it Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Or the Trinity. Yes. Mm. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, we can do that. There was a that. real answer to that question. Let's talk about the Christian symbolism in Lord of the Rings. Let's go character by character and name wow. like, oh, this one's like a Christ figure. This one's like Peter. This one's like Paul. Wait, do is you there think that's intentional? There are. Well, Tolkien was Catholic and him and C.S. Lewis were bros. They were best mm-hmm. buds. C.S. Lewis, the author behind Lion, the Lion, the Wardrobe. The Wardrobe. The Chronicles of Narnia. That's right. Um, so yeah, there, I think there's some Christian stuff in there, but it's not like a straight up allegory like Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe is. So you kind of do have to stretch. I just, my memories as a kid is that Christians were into Lord of the Rings because it was the safe one because Harry Potter was so hot and everyone's mom and dad hated Harry Potter, uh, because of witches, even though there was like a lot of witches in Narnia and also in Lord of the Rings, but that got the free pass for whatever reason. So Interesting. We're drawn to it. So how did I get into it? Yeah. Yes. It was through the movies. Like I remember seeing the trilogy midnight opening night, the three consecutive years that came out. So it was like 2001, two and three. So I was, I was uh, 11, 12 and 13 for those. Who brought you? My friends who uh, I did have. I said that so defensively. (laughs) My friends. Friends, Nicole. (laughs) Excuse me. I don't mean to be haughty about it. But uh, no, those were like such fun, formative movie memories. And this was before reserved seating. So you did like sit in line for a couple hours and like go get food and come back to get just the right seats and and I have such nice memories of like it it was it was formative and like not even like loving Lord of the Rings, which I do love those movies, but just like loving movies in general and like having fun fun with friends at a young age. I it was know. such a nice time. I yeah. miss everything. I know I, do I miss, miss the it movies. Too. And it was in Houston, wow. Texas, so tickets were like eight fifty for, you know, the opening night screening. Or That's it was probably fun. less than that. It was probably like seven bucks. But yeah, that's how I got into it. So I love the movies. I bought the DVDs with the extended editions and watched all the special features and stuff. But I never read the books or anything. So I'm not like, 
I'm not like a huge book fan with those movies. I did read the Hobbit book, but did not finish the Hobbit movies. God bless you both for <laughs> doing that for some reason. Uh, I, I can never get over the, the fact general that, consensus. And I liked those. <laughs> you like the Hobbit movies? I hate myself. But yeah, the first one <laughs> wow. was like my favorite one of the whole thing that we watched. That's the one that like sticks with me. Well, because you saw a bunch of Hobbits singing while making dinner and you're like, exactly. well, I do this. This is, <laughs> this is for me, finally. <laughs> I relate to these people. Yeah. yeah, never finished those. And then I remember for Christmas, for this thing that uh, we can talk about for like five minutes before we talk about whatever, is uh, <laughs> I did get, uh, my mom got me the the CD box set in 2003 wow. that it came in, the BBC adaptation. So. I was listening to a lot of uh, radio dramas at the time as a kid. I grew up on this, um, listening to this Christian radio drama. Who showed that to you? It's called Adventures in Aussie. Well, I was I was raised Christian, so it was like that's just the media that was around. And what was the the drama that would happen on the show? On Adventures in Aussie. Well, it took place in kind of like a, it was a small town called Odyssey, and it revolved around this old genteel man named Mister Whitaker, and he would like teach kids Bible lessons. He was an inventor. So he had something called the imagination station. You could go into and go into historical moments in the past and then find out like, oh, actually Abraham Lincoln was a Christian or whatever the case may be, or go back to like old Bible stories. And there's like slice of life stuff too. And just kind of uh, children's entertainment. I contend though, that those, uh, that drama is still well-produced and there's some really good like voice talent on it. It sounds good. It was good. I listened back to it because it's like, oh, this is probably shitty. And some of it's like super right wing, conservative, doctrinaire stuff. But then some of it's like, no, this is just like a good radio show. So so my mom bought me this Lord of the Rings box set based on my affinity for that one, I think. And uh, it was a beautiful set. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. And I think I listened to like, (laughs) I will say though, I think I listened to like two or three of the CDs and then tapped out. Of it, oh, I respect that. Same. I mean, it's Thank a you lot. For respecting it's a lot. Me. I, I mean, I will say, I listen. You know, we listened to this first hour, and it was kind of soothing. It was like it made me think of sort of Christmas time and like you know, sitting by the fire. I don't do this, but like sitting by the fire, listening. <laughs> You're to painting something. a picture, Lauren. What else do you do? I think you do do that. I think you sit by the fire and you listen to radio plays. <laughs> Just to be super clear, I don't do this, but I do. I, it felt kind of like real, like peaceful. Like I got picture like being a kid and finding it kind of like nostalgically pleasurable in the moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like it had yeah. a sort of tone, a warm tone to it that I liked. Um, but I will say like, having heard and watched this story told a hundred ways by now, I was like, I don't need to hear this. Like I, I listened (laughs) to it, but I was like, I know, I know, (laughs) I know what he did. And I know it was just like, (laughs) it is like a, a, like a fifth guy retelling you the same event. Yeah. (laughs) Like you you were, you weren't at this party. Let me tell you, you're like, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) You're just, yeah, I agree. It It put me to sleep several times it was really upsetting i mean i did start it at nighttime so it was nighttime out and then the voices were soft and yeah warm is a good way to describe them i did like how they did voices but honestly full disclosure i couldn't finish it it was really upsetting to me and my homegirl okay like i I, didn't (laughs) like it 
It was it was just too. I think that's wait. Fair. You and your homegirl were you watching it, uh, listening to it with someone? Oh, it's a meme. Oh, I'm sorry. See, this is why this I can't get off Twitter. Be online more, you know. That's right. Yeah, I know. But, I need to be more online in 2021. But <laughs> I listened to it. I I decided to be really proactive, and I put it on first thing when I woke up. And while I was oh, doing Lord. emails, I know, I know. While I was like doing my emails, I was listening to it and I was like, I'm killing two birds with <laughs> one stone. I was like feeling really amazing. I, you know, I, uh, and this might just be like a, a broader statement about like what radio dramas were or just my memory of it or nostalgia as a kid. But there's something that felt so safe about it too. And I think why I connected to listening and then like making podcast stuff as an adult, because it did remind me of that feeling of like being a kid and having like either a Walkman with like cassettes in it of these radio dramas or, or these CDs and just being like a small person in this huge world and having these people talk into your ears and yeah. the, all the theater of the mind stuff. It make it made me feel safe as a child. And even listening to it uh, last night for this podcast, it kind of made me feel safe again. I think Aww. in large part, um, it's a credit to just the voice actors. Uh, one yeah. of whom I, I, uh, I'm sure you saw in the research was Ian Holm played Frodo, who played Bilbo yes. in the movies. So there's a oh. little connection to and his the, voice the is really universe. great. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the Shire Wire. <laughs> We're going to get back to all of this. Don't you fret. This is our news segment, and this is where everything goes down. So <laughs> so this is when you mix yep. news about um, Lord of the Rings, but also news about the cast of The Wire, like seeing what <laughs> yes. Idris Elba is up to, what's going on with Michael K. <laughs> yes. Williams. Okay, and, the, and there's a lot of crossover. So yeah. <laughs> Peter Jackson explained the changes he made for Lord of the Rings 4K edition. Now, Peter Jackson and Warner Brothers have released new Lord of the Rings trilogy and Hobbit trilogy sets remastered for 4K UHD and Dolby mm -hmm. Atmos. Do y'all have 4K capable TVs? Who Drop are, the specs. Who's 4K I don't know if UHD I do. Dolby Atmos? Who's this? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, 4K was a, a character played by Tony Hale in Toy Story 4. <laughs> 4K? <laughs> 4K. In the French dub, yes. Uh, but, so, uh, I get it. Forky. I did to not get that joke, which is 4K. why. Because <laughs> it was very easy 4K. to prepare audiences who might hear the word changes and think of George Lucas's endless process of updating the Star Wars films. Jackson recorded a video explaining what he, exactly he had done to his, ep, his fantasy epics. He states, it was interesting going back and revisiting these films because I realized how inconsistent they were. And that's really due to how the Lord of the Rings trilogy was shot. Mm -hmm. So now he's telling us. Okay. So I don't know. I had mixed feelings about this because I watched these videos too. Because I did buy the 4K versions of these movies. Okay. Oh, you did? I well, did, yes. Each individual film in the original trilogy used a unique process, despite the fact that they were all produced together. And while all three were shot on 35 millimeter film, Jackson mm -hmm. completed the first movie with old fashioned mechanical color timing. The second mm -hmm. and third films embraced more advanced digital color timing. And 10 years later, the Hobbit trilogy was captured with 4K digital cameras. And the aesthetic gaps between the two trilogies prompted the director to go back in the studio to make all the films look as if they were shot at the same time. He says 4K HDR remastering successfully delivered that consistency. That feels... I, I, I sort of do feel like I might have a problem with that. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, and, and it's not as egregious as the stuff that Lucas did. I'm sure you guys covered. Yeah. But, yeah, but even... But like, 
watching watching little bits and pieces of the ones that I bought, it does feel different in a way that I don't like. And, and especially his like his statement about like we trying to unify it with the shitty Hobbit ones no one liked. It's like, no. Right. <laughs> don't, that seems don't weird. <laughs> yeah. Like and I, I think one thing that we've appreciated in both of these series, the Star Wars and this, that like the sort of handmade or like the feeling of it being real is like yeah. part yeah. of the good part. Well, that was in, and again, I don't, I don't mean to retread uh, anything no. that you guys have talked about before, Please, but that was retread. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's retread it again let's just for a finale. It. It's like a clip show, but uh, <laughs> for with the Hobbit ones, it was made so under the gun and he was like losing his mind. Like Peter, right. J- Peter Jackson's whole thing was so interesting. And there's like maybe a making of you guys watch where it's like, they're shooting a fight scene and he doesn't even know what he's doing. And he's like honest about it in the making of. He's like, we just like, no one knew what was going on and we had to shut it down. So those were made like so much more quickly than the the first mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings ones were. So there's a lot more like rubbery looking CGI and not as many miniatures and models mm-hmm. and those things that are like detailed and beautiful to photograph that, that hold up so well, even like 20 years later. Imagine so like, shooting a full ass fight scene and being like, uh, and go. Uh, oh my god! I it was you basically want. that. It was. It was so wild. So so they shut it down, and then yeah, I don't yeah I don't like this idea of like trying to make the old ones look like the new ones. I think it's bad because those new ones are kind of gross looking too. Yeah, I mean some of the CGI I enjoyed since the Hobbit ones were my favorite, but like <laughs> <laughs> like there was that big like monster who. Smell the bridge. No, the one, the big like, ogre kind of guy who was like really huge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like fell on the bridge. I don't know, got hit in the head or something. And I, it like looked really cool, but like it's really fake looking. But mm-hmm. okay, well, Peter Jackson said visual effects technology has advanced a lot in the last 20 years. And when they became do ultra the accent, crisp, Lauren, do the New Zealand accent. Visual effects technology. <laughs> that was nice. I think you should put that on your special skills and your resume. <laughs> Excel word. I would never be able to. Peter Jackson's accent. (laughs) When they became ultra crisp and sharp in the 4K process, we realized some of the shots weren't holding up too well. So we got the opportunity to go back and paint out imperfections. And the one thing Jackson does does seem to have in common with George Lucas is seeing his saga as one giant story. The director doesn't regard the Hobbit films as some lark. They're the preamble to the beloved Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, for the first time on 4K, they feel like one big, long film telling the same story. No, boo. Okay, I, I mean, hate that shit. Sure. <laughs> That's like when TV showrunners say, we're telling an 18-part movie here. It's like, no, you're not. It's a TV show. <laughs> and these were two separately made trilogies. Don't bullshit us on this. Peter, yeah. buddy. Peter. He seems like a broken man, by the way. If you watch, if you watch the video where he's saying the quote that Lauren just you read, you think he's broken? I think something <laughs> is wrong <laughs> with him now, or just something <laughs> inside of him that was once alive is now dead. Unfortunately, well, I mean, he made the longest movies in America. Like, <laughs> maybe there's something about like rewatching them that like made him understand that they were like you know too long and stuff, and he was like. At least let's make them look the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly the energy he has, Lauren. It's just like this exas- this exhaustion with it, this like weariness. Like he's like he's carrying the ring of these movies in his little pocket this whole time. It must like, be a big weight. His career is so interesting, too, because he like he did the Lord of the Rings movies, then he did King Kong, and then that lovely Bones movie. Remember mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling? Oh, yeah. 
Was it Ryan Gosling? Or no, it was, no, it was um, Saoirse Tucci. Ronan. Yeah. It was Saoirse Ronan. It was supposed to be Ryan Gosling. Ryan I've Gosling never gained seen a bunch it. of weight to play the role. And then they were like, no, nah, never mind. It's a, really? That's I'd be so angry. That would be really annoying. I I read that book and then I, so I was really excited about that movie, but it's a really, really creepy story. And I read I it when know, I was what, like what younger. It? What's the it's story? about a girl who gets like kidnapped by her neighbor and like kept in a hole and like Ugh. killed. And then, See, that's truly too much work. That's like Room. I was watching Room and I was yes. like, who has the time to keep someone hostage? <laughs> like not it's, to be rude, but like. Seems like a lot of fucking work that I don't want to do. The story of that guy in Ohio who did that with like three or four women over the course of their lives. Like they, he, he kidnapped them. This was the one where they all, this is what like Kimmy Schmidt, like the opening is kind of based yeah. on. They were like three teenagers that he like took and like kept in this house. And meanwhile, he was a school bus driver living his life. <gasps> and he had a daughter who was the same age as them. And like, he would tell them like, Oh, I have puppies. You want to come see them? And like, he would take them in the house and then never let them out and then have babies with some of them, which oh, is no. rape and horrible, horrible stuff. Horrible I stuff. just like, I do not get it. Like I forget to like walk my dog sometimes. Yeah. Like I would forget to <laughs> feed my prisoner. Like it would just be too much work. I couldn't be held responsible. I can't wait for this podcast episode to be used as admissible evidence and like <laughs> a lawsuit against Nicole. Like, see, she said she wouldn't do it. So why would she? <laughs> it's not in her personality. I just couldn't do it. Do you think you guys could hold somebody hostage? No, yeah, I feel so bad. I would feel really bad, but I think responsibility wise, I could handle it. Like, I think I could. <laughs> so do I, actually. <laughs> about about really? Lauren, not about me. No. <laughs> I, well, I'd remember to feed them. But yeah. I think part of their whole process of someone who, like, the thought process of someone who wants to do that is they want to forget to feed them sometimes. It's mm. kind of the fun of it. Hmm. You know I who think. never forget to feed his little hobbits? Gandalf. <laughs> Good <laughs> segue. Wait, we should take a break. Okay. Yeah. Remember in 2018 when border control separated thousands of refugee kids from their parents and deported the parents back to their home countries while keeping the kids in the United States? Well, believe it or not, six years later, there are hundreds of families who still have not been reunified. Although we as a community may feel hopeless at times, I recently learned about an organization called Al Otrolado, which works to reunify families. They provide holistic, legal, and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the U.S. and Tijuana through a multidisciplinary, client-centered, harm reduction-based practice. Since 2018, they've reunified over 100 refugee families ripped apart by Trump's zero-tolerance policy. Once reunited, Al Otrolado helps each family to find legal representation, housing, and counseling that they need in order to heal and get on their feet. Imagine having your child ripped from your arms and never knowing when you'd see them again. We can't let family separations go on. If you're like me and believe that families belong together, join me in supporting Al Otrolado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otrolado in the description of this episode or or go to gum.fm slash charity to donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. Altrolado.org slash volunteer. Ooh! 
Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Now we're back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This 1981 radio drama was written by... Brian Sibley and Michael Bakewell, directed by Jane Morgan. Yes, and Penny Leisker. Leicester? Women doing it for themselves, even in 1981, when it was illegal for a woman to write a radio drama. That was illegal in in the UK. That was illegal, but two women could direct a radio drama. Yes, two women, not just one. Oh, that's right. Uh, It was narrated by Gerard Murphy, and it was released March 8th through August 30th, 1981. 
So do we want to look at some of this trivia about it first? Yes. yes. Oh, I Let's love trivia. Let's do it. Okay. So Peter Woodthorpe, who played Gollum and Smeagol, and Michael Graham Cox, who played Boromir, previously voiced the same roles in Ralph Bakshi's animated version. So Ooh. there's tons of, these people got tons of work from this franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, just reusing people. The thing I was blown away by while re-listening to it, because I probably saw Fellowship of the Ring the most out of those movies. And then I saw the other ones a bunch of times as well. But so, but there's things that are just kind of like lodged in my brain that happens after you see a movie so many times. And I was so surprised at how uh, similar the voices were in this BBC drama to the, what ended up being the final like actors and voices in the movie. It's like Peter Jackson cast using the comps of the yeah. radio drama. Cause oh, like the guy did. playing Gandalf does sound like McKellen and the guy playing Frodo does sound like a uh, little Elijah Wood. Well, and he was really inspired by the um, animated mm-hmm. series too. So it's mm-hmm. like, or the front, the movies. Wow. Lauren. So good memory. I remembered hey. something. But you um, know what's great is like when as soon as this record is done, you can dump it all out of your head and mean, never think I about don't it again. Remember anything. The joy I feel that we will both have in our hearts when this Lauren, episode ends. I'm so excited to be done with this. I am so Kevin. excited. <laughs> to never think about Lord of the Rings again. (laughs) I didn't care to begin with. I tried to care. Maybe the third episode, I was like, I'm going to like go with it like an open mind. And I was like, no, this is not for me. And then- this is ranking worse for you guys in the Star Wars experience as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because at we least you get Baby of, Yoda out of Star Wars, right? Yeah, we, we liked a lot of Yoda like later and- Star Wars stuff too. Like surprisingly, we would find things that we enjoyed. And plus yeah. it's like, it's it's each it's one is so heavy. different. And yeah, yeah and they they're really distinct. light. Um, but Kevin, I feel like you're the perfect guest for this episode because we can be really honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. it was somebody that we didn't really know, we'd have to be like, so we really care, right? Like, you know, and so it's kind of fun to be. No, no we're friends here and we're coworkers. And, you know, we're in the break room of the headgum offices yes. right now just yes. shooting the shit just about how hard it is to be a podcaster in 2021. It really is. Are you doing more Inside Voices? I really love that show. Uh, not to my knowledge. We'll oh, see. We'll see Sorry if the network picks more up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really good. They should. I thought it was really good. Yeah, they should. Hey, Ferris, can you make an MP3 of this clip and then just send it direct to Jake, Amir, and Marty? I listen to every episode and I thought it was really interesting and really good. Yeah, I love, well, both of you were guests on it and I such was. a delightful little chat. I'm sorry, nice I didn't, I haven't listened to it. I don't like podcasts. <laughs> no, I know, you, you went on about that in length I in your episode. <laughs> I, I like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't like uh, disembodied voices, just like a voice. I oh, need yeah. to contextualize it. Like after my surgery, there was an old lady next to me and there was a curtain between us and she was fucking yammering on and on and on. And I was like coming off from anesthesia and it was like making me sick to not be able to see her face. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't like this old voice and I can't see her old face. Yeah. So I think that's why I don't like podcasts. That so you really hated the radio play. Yeah. yeah. For one man's theater <laughs> on the mind is another woman's hell on earth. <laughs> yeah, it's it was really upsetting. Then See, I think I we found like... newcomer season three is y'all go through all eight hundred episodes of WTF with Mark Maron. Only ones that y'all have been on, I guess. I couldn't I couldn't do it. But I see I like the disembodied voice. I almost feel like I need it all the time 
Like when I am just walking around my house, like doing nothing, I'm like, I got to put podcasts. I, I, I just like to have someone always talking. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I always have headphones around my neck. Or either they're on my little ears or, or on my neck about to be on my little ears for whatever the task <laughs> is at hand. It's always ready to go. I and it, to yes, like, I, I'm not good with silence. I need to. I, need I have to, to remind it. myself. Like when I lived in New York, I would have to remind myself to listen to music. So I wasn't like this weird little freak on the train. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself to listen to music too, just to like mix it up from the voices I always hear. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a strange way from the voices I always hear. No, no, I get it. The crazy voices in your head. <laughs> Wait, so Nicole, do you not enjoy animation, like animated movies or TV? Because those are in a way disembodied voices. Correct. Okay. I like some and I cannot get into others. Mm-hmm. I feel like the ones that are flat, I don't like. If that makes sense. Flat. Mm-hmm. Like, like 2D animation Pixar. versus yeah, computer. Animation. I prefer Pixar. Okay. Over like a like I, I don't think I can sit and watch Snow White right now. Sure. Well, that movie's also like eighty years old, so maybe there'd be other issues with that. So. Yeah, I truly could have picked a more current one. <laughs> it's either Snow White Snow or Inside White Out. Or, That's the spectrum. <laughs> Did you guys see Soul? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I was about to ask it. that. I watched it last night and I cried. I really liked it. <laughs> I loved I it. I was, it was like so sobbing. cute. Very I loved sweet. it. And and twenty minutes into, it, I turned to my friend. I'd said, "I cannot imagine a child enjoying this on any." <laughs> it's so adult. It's so adult. But yeah. you know what I loved that kids also love? I really loved Trolls World Tour. I thought it was <gasps> <Me> hilarious. <laughs> Trolls World Tour was oh. so funny. Also, the music was great. I got up and danced in my living room. Me too. <laughs> I was like, this is good. Mike was like on his computer like, what? Like the first five minutes I was cackling. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Like this is a great movie. I paid $20 and I was happy. Oh. I also, I, have you seen Spies in Disguise? It's a Will no. Smith cartoon where he's a spy who gets turned into a pigeon. I <laughs> say, say the say the title again. Say it. Spies out loud. in disguise. Okay, now say it again. Spies in disguise. Spies in oh! disguise. <laughs> no. I never got it. And that's I, the kind of multi-layered storytelling uh, you can expect from animation. It took me a long time, even with you repeating it. And then I needed you to say it. It, it never crossed my mind. Also, I laughed so hard. I saw it in theaters on a date. <laughs> we had both eaten mushrooms. And that's fun. I laughed. That sounds awesome. I was laughing so hard, like harder than all the children. And like some of the children were like, like looking back at me, and I, I at one point threw up my hands and I said, "I'm having a great time." That's amazing. <laughs> Spies uh, in disguise. Oh, Spies no. in disguise. Now I can only hear it like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Will Smith, Tom Holland, little Spider-Man it's, boy. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll watch time. it. I do. I do like cartoons. And that's the kind of theatrical experience we're being deprived of right now is having a yes. uh, full grown adult woman <laughs> scream laughing. <laughs> and I need that. Next to you. <laughs> I, I do really miss experiences like that. Me too. Oh. Well, let's yeah. drive to Arizona and have one. Oh my oh, God. Are theaters open there? I guess everything. It's yeah. so nuts that like all the states are like, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. It's truly insane. It makes well, no not, sense. It's not good. But in Arizona, yeah. I, I know this because a friend of mine and her family did it during the holiday. 
you can rent out a whole theater for like a hundred bucks. Just a hundred dollars. Watch whatever you want. Yeah. Was I think Mitch did this. He talked about it on Doughboys. I guess oh. we're in where he's in Boston. In, yeah. In Massachusetts, he could do this as well. And he rented out a theater for a few friends. It was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Wait, what are we all doing? I know. I know it sounds well, really fun. Yeah. The Alamo Drafthouse chain is starting to do that. There's one downtown, and I imagine it'll be available to do that when theaters come back. It's a good and way to keep the theaters in business. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's really smart. I'm gonna do it and throw a rowdy little women screening when we're allowed to. <laughs> I Just mean, have it was always screaming. the <laughs> best when you would go to the theater and you're the only one there. And so you yes. paid ten dollar well now like fifteen twenty dollars to be alone in a huge uh-huh. space and watch mm-hmm. it i did that for paddington two and it was amazing i was the only person there and it was like, oh, i did it four times for paddington two. <laughs> you were alone every time no not every time but oh. i saw it like seven times so oh, I've i've never I, seen paddington oh my god oh my god you need to see the paddington movies newcomer season three bonus episode <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch them those are like my favorite movies and kevin too they're so good i know what is Okay. It's yeah, it's very, very sweet. But I don't know if you don't like animation, he's well, animated. But he likes, kind of. Is it fun? It's only one yes, character is animated. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Fair. Have, I think, it, and he looks and real. He's like he's a little three D, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a little three D bear boy. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be palatable to your sensory. Experience. Okay, okay. I think I can yeah. do it. Although if you don't enjoy it, it will hurt Lauren and my feelings. You can't. Uh, tell I probably be, will enjoy it. It'll be a personal attack. Yeah. I think you guys you will. seem to it's really, really truly love it. So I think I think I'll like it. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, you have good. to watch both of them. But honestly, yeah. if you're only gonna watch one, watch number two. What? No, I couldn't. Well, then watch yeah, both. Gotta go one and two. I think it's <laughs> yeah. for the payoffs with Mr. Brown and Mr. Or maybe Brown. I'll yeah, start yeah. with two and then watch one. I am watching Real Housewives of Potomac backwards. I started Why season backwards? five for well, because we started season five because it was current. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ooh, let's go to four. So then we watched four. And then I was like, ooh, let's go to three, even though we were halfway through two. It's my fault. And I just went too deep <laughs> in it to change it now. It's kind of fun, though, with Real Housewives, because like you see their faces change as you go back yes. in time. Like they have, especially on like OC, when they show flashbacks to like the first season, everyone has a completely different head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it they is look like truly outstanding. Uh, do you watch Potomac? I started watching Potomac, but I didn't stick with it. But I I have heard it's really good and that it's I need to get back. fantastic. Karen Huger's wigs evolution is just an incredible journey in itself. I do. She was my favorite character. Um, yeah. The the new Salt Lake City one is the actual oh boy. best. Kevin, do you watch The Real Housewives? No, but now I'm thinking I need well, to start a competing podcast Salt Lake City, about it. There is a woman who is married to her grandfather, her step-grandfather. Awesome. Morgan and Freeman style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Morgan Freeman did that? Uh, he did a weird thing with his grandchild. Look it up, listeners. <laughs> I thought you said Mormon style. Morgan Freeman. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to look into this. Wait. But this woman, her grandma was married to a man who was her step-grandpa. And she was dying and she said she wanted one of her younger relatives. One of her child, girls to, yes, take, to take care, of, care him. of him. Isn't that the and wildest then, thing you've ever heard? This one did. And she's been married to him for years. And I don't know if she's like actually happy about it. And I think she's embezzling from her church because her clothes are too expensive Something to be weird a minister. Something weird is happening there. Yeah. You know, it's easy for us to judge at a distance when <laughs> we're not in the situation. Hey, You're that's correct. the whole point of TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's judging. <laughs> Yeah. 
I'm watching. That's the I'm whole judging. point of TV? Yes. I've been doing it wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me give you another little bit of trivia about this radio play. <laughs> yeah, please give us the trivia, Lauren. Okay, so due to the loss of the 1956 series, no recordings are known to have survived. And the comparably lower quality of Mind's Eyes or Mind's Eye 1979 series, this 1981 radio adaption is considered to be the most popular of the three radio plays. That's cool trivia. Now, yeah. there are a handful of discrepancies from the book um, within it. And I, I know that pissed off both of you as long time. Absolutely. Fans. How dare you deviate you from the source material? <laughs> the Tolkien estate, you <laughs> know, has beautiful books. I don't know. How many books no. did he write? A bunch. You know, you know, I and I'm honored to be your final guest. You know who you should have had as your final guest? Who? If you could have made it happen. Who? Stephen Tyrone Colbert. He is a Tolkien. We did hear that he We did hear it. Yeah. When um, his father and his two brothers passed away in a plane crash when he was a young child, he delved into a bunch of fantasy books, including Lord of the Rings. And now he's like a scholar in it. And he wow. has a little cameo in one of the Hobbit movies, too. I think oh, we knew wait. that. We did know that. We did know that. We caught that. Um, but that was pretty shocking. That's cool. How do we get into a movie by being a fan? Like, <laughs> what, do, what do we what do I have to do? It's the, not like, hard. You just you have to start a podcast about it. Three years before there's a revival on Netflix. This is why we then, do Tyler Perry next because he always yes. has something going. And then we, yes. you know, start talking about it. And if you do Tyler Perry for season three, you will be the stars of a new Tyler Perry show that goes for like 140 Honestly, episodes. I like, want it. It's not going to be hard. I want it. I want that. I, know. I want it. I want it for you. He's strangely like the most, and there's so much interesting stuff with him, all his Christian ties and like uh-huh. him being bros with Joel Osteen, but also Carl Lentz, the the disgraced Hillsong pastor that used to be bros with Bieber and had a falling out. There's so much to unpack with him. That would be oh, so fun. Interesting. Why do you know yeah. so much about Tyler Perry? Because he's a fascinating figure in the culture, I guess. I You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. He's interesting. I saw those revenge body pics he was posting post his workout. Oh my God, on I didn't Twitter. see Did that. you guys see them? He yeah. did. No. And people were thirsting. They were. They were like, ooh, that can't be Tyler Perry. You're, you're going to have to limit. It cannot be a comprehensive season three, though. <laughs> you, would, you will be oh, doing no, this no, until 2029. Oh, no, no. We, we would never stop. It would be. You just got to do Medea's Big Boo Halloween or whatever ooh, it's this called. Sec- I think I saw Boo too. And there's a scene where Medea, Medea falls down the stairs and it's the hardest I've ever laughed in a theater. <laughs> like fully sober. <laughs> I need that. Oh. And I think that's the only one I've seen. And there's a fantastic scene from Why Did I Get Married, I think, where a woman <laughs> hits her husband on the head with a glass at a table where everyone's at dinner and nobody responds to this man getting hit in the head with a glass. The conversation, the conversation just truly carries on and i was like wait what no i i mean i vote for tyler perry these movies are incredible there's so much to explore yeah there's a lot that i mean is is there anything that comes close as far as a, another candidate for s3 marvel marvel, marvel. and well, look no, we you, we want to live you know like we yes. have you know dreams like we want to be alive i feel like if we have to watch tw- <laughs> 20 <laughs> marvel films one a I week mean, for the next five months. I don't know what will no. happen. I mean, no. I I think it would be better than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I can deal with yes, superhero shit. Like, yeah. I love X-Men. So, like, 
uh, I can, I think I can deal with it, but you love X-Men. This is surprising. Love X-Men. Wow. I've seen oh. all the X-Men movies, even though most of them are terrible. <laughs> yeah. The last one was so bad. No. And there's more variants in the Marvel stuff that I guess would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you would that love, would nice. you would love probably Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther and all those. Like, I saw Black, a, I've seen, I've Black, seen Black, Panther. Black Panther and I've seen Ant-Man. Mm hmm. I, I saw the one with Brie Larson. That's Marvel. What's right? that oh, one? Captain Marvel. Yeah. I've never I was seen called that Captain one. Marvel. I'm like, that's Marvel, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's a DC movie. Okay. And then Ooh, anything maybe else? We, we could just do superheroes and then have it be Marvel and DC. Every superhero movie ever made. So 29 Batman movies, 14 Superman. <laughs> what well, if we did like, best of the in... best superheroes? Yeah. Highest rated like superhero movies that people love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the ones that tanked and everyone's like, this one sucks. I I want to watch Kazam. Could. <laughs> like, a, oh yeah, Kazam. There's that, the Green Hornet movies that are bad, right? People mm-hmm. don't like them. I've never seen right. them. Is Spawn, is he a superhero? Who's Spawn? Spawn is a, yeah, he's a comic book hero, I guess. Yeah, I we don't... should aggregate a bunch of superhero movies if we're going to do, as opposed to doing like the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah. I if mean, we do superheroes, we should do that. Both of you are in charge of this. You started <laughs> this episode by saying the assignment we got. I'm like, who's giving you this? <laughs> as far as I understand about this operation, it is a closed loop system. It it's, is self-sustaining. It's... It is, you know, there's, there's a, I think we walked into Star Wars and we were like, yes, Star Wars. And yeah. then, as you say, you know, we have yeah. producers who help uh, decide what we'll watch, you know, mm-hmm. what order. Mm-hmm. And then with this, we were like Tyler Perry. And then we're like, no, it's going to be Lord of the Rings. We're like, okay. And then we're doing it, you know? So it's mm-hmm, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I'm not mad at that. That's a, it makes a lot of sense. Everyone ha- loves Lord of the Rings and everyone's yes. seen it. And it's like totally huge. And we mm-hmm. hadn't seen it. And it's like, yeah, that's like a huge spot that we can mm-hmm. fill. But, you know, we don't control much about it besides <laughs> yeah. how we perceive it and talk about it. So, yeah, you know, that's, and that's, <laughs> That's a good thing. I think if it was up to us, yeah, it's, well, it a, it's to a podcast us, like, that happens to the host. <laughs> but but <laughs> if it was up to us, we just wouldn't do it. Like it would yeah. be like, I don't want to. Yeah. I can't think of what we should do next. Like, we don't know anything about it. That's yeah. part of the problem is that we don't know mm-hmm. what we would be expected to do. So then someone has to tell us what to do. Right. The whole. And it also yeah. depends on like what the conceit of the show is. If like part of it is the 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 hook of the premise is the inevitable delirium that the exhaustion <laughs> of this dumb shit that you have to talk about every week breeds, or if it's like, oh, it's interesting because we've never seen it. Because then you could do rat a tat tat. You could do like little mini seasons within the season of like, okay, neither of us have seen this trilogy of movies. Let's just do these three, and we don't need to do like an ancillary novelization of a prequel of it. Like you can just stick it to whatever. The main movies are whatever that thing is. You could do hey, that. We'd love, we'd love your input. This is really helpful. Um, <laughs> I'm here to help. I want to help this you guys. Is, well, did you ever go crazy doing Gilmore Guys? Because you watched yeah. every single episode. How many are there? Like 400? 140. Why did I think there were 400? 140 is a lot. <laughs> Wait, how many did you say? 40? Like, 400. 400. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God, no. No, it was 143. And yeah, a little bit by the end. But even then, that was like a continuing story 
unlike this where it is like with Lord of the Rings, it's like the same story five times. Yeah, just over and yeah. over yeah. and yeah. over and over like and over concise again. and episodic and yeah. But yeah, there was definitely some exhaustion that sunk in by the end of it, for sure. Yeah. So it is just an inevitability and maybe part of the appeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that is part of it. I mean, I think for people who listen to this, there part of it is enjoying us going a little nuts mm-hmm. listening to well, you know, doing a lot of stuff. But I do think there is that portion of people who are like, if you're not going to give it all you've got, why are you? And I'm like, you don't yeah, understand. I've done a couple of those then. tweets that are yeah. like, if you're going to, you have to watch the movie to talk about the movie. And I'm like, I tried. This movie I don't is know not what to for, tell you. This is not for you if you don't get how it. we're going to talk yeah. about it. Like, yeah, this do, you, is a, do you have a good sense of like what the split is of listeners who are just here for the laughs and goofs and giggles versus like Tolkien Nuts, I think it's I mostly giggles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think Good. it's like one or two Tolkien heads. <laughs> then they'll follow you into the depths of Moria if you go there, friends. They'll follow you to Mount Doom and back with whatever yeah. you pick for season yeah. three. Wait, there's a there's degree a, to which it's so wild that there's a Mount Doom in here, and then like everything else has a wild name, like yeah. Isengard. Minas Tirith and then Mount Doom. Yeah. It's so like wild. by the end, he's like, ah, Doom Mountain. Uh, Mountain I'm sure. It's like a roller coaster name. So I my my pitch for season three is that you maximize your potential enjoyment. And I think Tyler Perry is getting at that more. And I'm, that'll be a fun I'm, new flavor. I'm really voting 10 episodes, Tyler Perry. Yeah. Not 20. We yeah. do 10, 10 and then just have fun. Have yeah. a cute little time, a little palate cleanser before we get back into the nerd shit. And you call it Tyler Perry's House of Pod. And that's <laughs> the name of the season. <laughs> that's right. funny. That works for me. You cover all his weird conservative stuff. It's so interesting. Because so many of them are just morality plays where the ethic is like, well, you shouldn't have had premarital sex or mm-hmm. whatever. That's interesting. I really don't know. I, I've only, I've maybe seen... A like clip here and there of certain things mm. that he's done, but I don't really I think know. I've and seen that's... three movies. You have to watch Acrimony, whether we covered it or not. You have to watch this, and I, I, it it's is on my paper of things I want to watch, and I need to watch it. Truly, one of the wildest rides you will ever go on. <laughs> she knocks down a whole ass trailer with a car. It's, it's just <laughs> like, and like, what is that sentence? It's just, it's one of the <laughs> best things I've ever seen. It's gonna be so Gonzo. You'll have such fun. I love it. I love it. I know. No, these and thous and hobbits and feats and lightsabers. You can leave it on the past where it belongs. I'd love to. Thank you. (laughs) I'd love to never think of a hobbit again. I'm here to free you both. You understand? Like, I'm here to just let you thrive. Like, Nicole, like, in in sort of looking back at this, like, Mm -hmm. do you, what do you, what is your overall feeling of having done this? Like, do you feel like there's some, value that now you know what all of it is or are you kind of like it would have been fine if I never did I I think the best way to articulate this is I feel pretty indifferent about doing it I know as much about Lord of the Rings as I knew about Star Wars when I began Star Wars for whatever reason oh this this won't stick in my brain like I just I know so little (laughs) And I've seen so much, which is like confusing because we would watch the cartoons and I'd be like, I know I saw this already. It seems so familiar, but what am I watching? I, I bet you I could turn on Lord of the Rings right now and be like, I don't, I don't remember any of this. How do you feel, Warren? 
I feel there's a part of me that's just glad to know now because I've spent so long being like, you know, almost smug that I've never seen it. And now I'm like, okay, I know. And now I've seen it and I watched all of it. And I know that it's, I know that it's not my genre. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, I will not Mm -hmm. naturally want to turn this on. But I also know that like my taste isn't like perfect. Like I excitedly watch Teen Mom 2. Like it's (laughs) like I have. For one uh, night and not talking about it for 20 weeks though. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But like. That's part of it. The burnout is real. Because I do think if I had just watched the movies, if if it had stopped there, I probably would have been like, I think I kind of like some of it. Like, I think mm-hmm. I... But then getting so deep into it is is really hard for me because there's not a lot of things that I even do that with in general. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. really like that with my passions where I'll be like, I have to read every single thing about this topic or like whatever. Yeah. So it feels like a lot for my brain. But I'm so I'm like, I'm I'm kind of like, hey, now I can now I know and I'll never, ever, ever look back. You know, (laughs) what were the highlights? (laughs) What were the best parts of this experience for both of y'all? Like what even something, Lauren, you talked about how you actually kind of like the Hobbit movies. Was there anything like that for you, Nicole, where it's like, oh, that was kind of fun. (laughs) I liked uh, I liked the fan fiction that we wrote. Oh, was it hot? Um, yeah, a little bit, a little, oh, nice. a little. Um, and Lauren's, uh, I think Frodo fucks that big old spider, which is yeah. fun. And there's cool. stripping in the second one. Um, <laughs> let's see, what did I like genuinely like? Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. I fucking love. We did love playing that. Dungeons and, that, and Dragons. That was yeah, because it's huge... just improv. It's just D and D is just like nerd improv. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we love that one for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it truly was the best, <laughs> and we were good at it. <laughs> that was really fun though, and really surprising. And I think that that was something I'd be open to doing more of. Yeah, I like Dungeons. Well, people are like, do a full season of it. And I was like, I don't think no. I'd enjoy it. Like, and as then much. I think I would hate it. This is the, that's yeah. one of the things. It's like there's something about in, investigating something too much, and then you start to get mad at it. Like, yes, it it takes away the joy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that has happened to me before. Like, I did my podcast raised by TV with with John Gabris, and like it was really fun. But then there were certain things that I was like, I don't like now. I don't want to watch Say by the Bell anymore. But I used to turn oh, that no. on as like comfort TV, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I just yeah. I've no, like, I feel that way about Gilmore too. I don't watch any of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you can just like kind of... burn it out in your head, mm-hmm. and it's that's kind of a bummer. And so that's my definite fear with doing American Girls because I, it's so happy and like it just feels good to me, and I don't want to, you know, ruin that. That's why Tyler Perry is in the exact sweet spot. There's yes, not like yeah. a, an insane fandom of loyalty that <laughs> that's around it that's going to get in your DMs and be like, why didn't you talk about this part of Medea's costume? <laughs> so like, it'll be casual. It'll be gonzo. It'll be great. I, I do think. think that would be really fun. Well, I do think we're at the end of our episode. We have wow. wrapped up 20 episodes about Lord of the Rings. Wow, we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. And Kevin, thank you so much for being here with yes. us. Do you have anything what you would an like honor. to I'm, plug? I'm so delighted. I think both of y'all are so funny. And what a, I did not thank know this you. was the finale of the show in which I would have prepared something a little more, like a, a, a fitting send-off. You're oh, perfect. Yeah, you're perfect great. the way you are. Do you have any anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, yeah. Listen to Good Christian Fun, a podcast I also do on HeadGum Network. So we're, you know, sister shows. 
And then uh, I could plug the the bake shop. <laughs> I could do that. Yes. Go to kevinbaconshop.com, spelled B-A-K-I-N. I didn't and, know you had uh, a website. Yeah, order some cookies and all the proceeds go to the SELA uh, Neighborhood Homeless Coalition. You that's started great. a whole business? Well, it's like a charity. It's like a fundraiser that's so thing cool. Slash business. Yeah, Wait, so you're so cool. You can order Wait, cookies. The cookies are Bacon. really good. Mm-hmm. B-A-K-I-N. B-A-K-I-N. K-I-N. It took mm-hmm. me to, it said I can't get there. Shop.com. Kevin oh, Bacon shop.com. Shop.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's just in it LA County right now. Typing in the right thing. <laughs> I, and the cookies are really delicious. So everyone needs Lauren's to Lauren's had some. Yes. They're super good. I'm this is so cute. ordering them now. Did you yeah. make this website or you hire somebody to do this? This is very impressive. Uh, oh, yeah. I just did it through Squarespace, which has easy-to-use templates uh, <laughs> created by world-class designers, 24-7 customer support, <laughs> uh, award-winning, I think. And um, yeah, they're great. It honestly looks very professional. So this it is does a good ad nice. Squarespace. Yeah. My yeah. website is bad and people get mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> they get mad about it. Yeah, they they're say, like, I it hate is your website. Hard to read. Uh, <laughs> and you know, that's just what it is. Whatever. Which is oh, the best cookie? God. Oh, I don't know. I mean, people like the peanut butter chocolate chip pretzel one. Yeah. The I'm one just that's called get Pretzelli Sullenberger. Well, Nicole, I'll just I'll drop off a little bag for you. Yeah, you but it's nice to like donate stuff. It is nice to donate, but those I'll, look good. Either way. And this goes and I'm donating. Add yes. to cart. Okay, they have great names. <laughs> yeah, Cinnamoncia this... Nixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole Rich Eye. James, James yeah. Brown. That the one butter. I didn't get until I got down to cin- uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah, c- say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nicole's Sim- speaking in tongues like her little Sim- sister does. Sim- Simmonyatha. Sim- Sim- <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know why I can't say this. Cinnamonthia Nixon. Cinnamon. Cin- <laughs> the wickedly talented Cinnamonthia Nixon. Cinnamonthia Nixon. Cinnamonthia. Yeah, I didn't understand that it was a play on people's words. Wait, who's Pretzel Pretzeli Sullenberg? Or well, Sully Sullenberg was that pilot who oh, landed in the Hudson. Yes, 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 yes. Miracle yes. on the Hudson River. Yeah. Wait, you, you f- film starring Tom Hanks. You That's only right. deliver locally. Currently, I'm going to ship soon. But yeah, Ooh. you're in L.A. County, right? No, I'm in Utah. I'm Was kidding. that true? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm in wow. L.A. <laughs> 2021, Nicole Byer pivots to Mormonism. She moved to Utah. <laughs> yeah. Was well, one step closer to Atlanta. <laughs> when do I get my cookies? I just completed my order. You just Wait. did it? <laughs> Wait, did you just do it? <laughs> Hey, yeah. there it is. I just yeah. saw Where are my oh. cookies. Give me my cookies. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. what a generous order. Well, you'll get them this week. Great. Do you When does this podcast come out? Mm, um, tomorrow. 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 Oh, God. Well, you won't get them by the time this podcast comes out. Dang. <laughs> this podcast comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. We are under a time crunch. Tomorrow. Do you understand? <laughs> Um, okay, we need to read our Battle of the Five Stars segment. This is where we read yeah. your five-star reviews, so leave a review, and maybe next season we'll read it on air. What a dream by Then She Said on Apple Podcasts. I stumbled upon this podcast, and since I'm a fan of both these ladies as well as the material they are covering, I decided to give it a go, and I'm so glad I did. I have been a huge Lord of the Rings Tolkien fan pretty much my entire life, and the animated Hobbit film 
was my favorite movie as a kid. I've read almost all the Tolkien's books. I even have a children's book for my son that's about J.R.R. Tolkien's early life. What I appreciate most about this podcast is that the ladies are actually trying. You can tell that they aren't just there to have fun <laughs> material, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> also, you make lovely fanfics. Thank you. Ooh. Well, thanks, then, she said. Thank yeah. you so much. And I appreciate you seeing that we are trying, because that has been, yes. we have tried very, very hard. and we Tried very hard. We've done it. We achieved the goal. I love a we I love a five star review where the highlight is they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this person seeing that we're trying. Yes, because mm-hmm. this has been an uphill, not really uphill, like a slight incline of a journey. You know, you're like yeah. kind of winded, and you're like, should I be? You know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. We did it. I feel really proud of us. Um, Nicole and Lauren are getting on a boat and sailing off to the Grey Havens now. Yeah, I get that. That happened at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm on the dog with the other. other, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Nicole's clearly a scholar. (laughs) I could play. You know, you know, one of my original pitches for this was um, I was talking to your producer. I was like, we could do the music of the movies because I think the music is so good. Oh, I could I could play you guys off for your final episode. On what? What do you have? A ukulele? A piano? I, I got a little piano right here. I could play one of the <gasps> oh, little. Oh my god! One do of the it. little themes as like a fond farewell. Are you a you great both. pianist? Yeah. No. Why do you have but so I many skills? <laughs> I Wait, don't, I should I get a piano? Yes, that's going to be your 2021 thing. I actually have a keyboard and I started learning and it was really fun. And then I just stopped and I want to do it again. No, keep going. You know, you know what my entryway into it was, Lauren, is learning TV theme songs when I was like a little kid. (gasps) That's a great idea for me. It's like learning like Facts of Life or Growing Pains. I (laughs) need that. from like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but then you you learn how to play them and it's so fun. I love that. Maybe I will get a keyboard. Try it. Yeah. Something to do. Where would I put it? (laughs) <laughs> You'll oh, find boy. a way. This doesn't take up too much oh, space. Oh boy. Is it an up is it an electric piano or a keyboard? It's it's an electric oh, oh, it's a it's a keyboard. It's an electric keyboard. But it has the weighted keys, so it has a nice touch to it. That's what so mine is. With it. I think what I want to know is is it like a board that you put on like a little X thingy? Or is it like a piano where like everything is built together? Does that make sense? Is it yeah, on a stand? No, it totally does. No, it it comes apart, but it is pretty much put together. Okay. But it 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 basically stays together. The Do whole you time. know the Charlie Brown theme song? Oh sure, yeah. The, I um, want that, please. Is this the good <laughs> good way to end the Lord of the Rings <laughs> season of newcomers? Is just playing Charlie Brown? That makes I so mean, much sense. It made me really happy. <laughs> oh, good. I was really bopping along with I loved it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Charlie Brown for season four of newcomers. Is what Do you want to play a little Lord of the Rings as yes. we fade out. Sure, as we fade out. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get the mic a little bit closer to the okay. to the keys so we can do that. Okay. And you guys can sing. I know you know the words to the song. <laughs> yes, I know the words to the Lord of the Rings music. I do. Here we go. Here we go.
That, that was, was nice. Magical. Okay. No, what, it was beautiful. What movie was that from? The first, second, third? all of them. Oh, uh, yeah, the original trilogy. I was Thank nice. you I so liked much. It. Thank you so much, Kevin. This was Thanks delightful. Thanks for having what me, a treat. Nicole and Lauren. What a treat. We did All right. it. We did, we did it. it yeah. That's it. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Original. 